0: Welcome to the Becoming Witchy Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, of Bramble and Brimstone. Join me as we discuss practical witchcraft, share witchy tips, aha moments, tools and resources that have helped us on our way, and as we discuss how magic shows up in our everyday. This podcast is here to encourage and support you on your own witchy way. Welcome to episode 15 of the Becoming Witchy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you're all having a great spring. Today we are going to talk about Beltane, which is a festival and time of year to celebrate peak springtime or the start of summer. This height of spring is one of my favorite times of year, and because this time of year is so important to me, I'm going to be taking a few weeks off from the podcast so that I can really enjoy it. So we will have one more episode after this one that will be released on May 12th and then we'll have a little break, but I'll plan to be back at it probably for the summer solstice in June. All right, now before we get into all of the magic of Beltane, let's check in on the seasonal corner and reflect on last week's card draw. Welcome to the seasonal corner. We are almost in May! The trees around here have fully leafed out, so the world is green again. My allergies are going crazy, but I don't even care because I'm just so happy that it's spring. If you've listened to the podcast for any amount of time, you'll know that I've been banging on about the coming of spring and the return of the sun on pretty much every episode since the winter solstice. Sorry, not sorry. In our garden, we've had Lily of the Valley pop up, which is my all-time favorite flower. I just love it so much. The smell is divine, and the flowers look like little tiny bells or like little tiny shower heads that fairies might use. I have planted a ton of these in our garden, but they just haven't grown very well in our soil the past few years, so usually we only get a few that come up, one or two, but This year, I've set a daily alarm on my phone so that I remember to go out and smell them every day while they're in bloom, just in case we only get a few again, but it looks like we might get a few more, like they're doing a little bit better this year. They really signal for me that spring is fully here, that even the cold nights will be warming up soon, and they're they're a flower that's actually, they're associated with a return to happiness, which for me is exactly what spring is. We're still trying to decide what to plant into the giant cauldron that we got, but I think we're probably going to get a wild rose. I've wanted a rose for a while now so that I can harvest the petals and the rose hips because it could be difficult to forage roses and be confident that they haven't had pesticides or herbicides used on them or near them, and rose parts are very expensive to buy. I don't know if you've ever tried to buy rose petals or rose oils or just roses. They're inexpensive flowers, so having one of our own would be really amazing. I did a dandelion harvest this past week, pulling up all of the plants that grew in our vegetable beds so that I could plant vegetables. I like to leave the ones that grow in the rest of the yard for the bees, so I try not to pick or harvest too many of those. But the roots of the dandelion have been washed and dried, and I think I'll keep that in our apothecary cabinet to use as tea. All the parts of the dandelion are edible and are really nutritious. So I've also dried the flowers to maybe use for making dandelion wine later when I've collected more of those. And the leaves we just eat like a salad. Our strawberries have started flowering, so we should have fresh strawberries soon. And in true Midwest spring form, we've had a frost this week, (laughs) hopefully the last frost, but two nights actually of frost, so we had to cover up some of our plants to keep them warm, but I think that everything has come out all right, and hopefully we're on the spring side of the frost now, and we should be in the clear. Everything in the garden is just really coming to life and we will have so many wonderful plants and flowers to enjoy soon. And I hope that all of your gardens or green spaces or parks nearby or windowsill planters or house plants even any any green space you have I hope it is also in bloom and just giving you So much green happiness. Last episode, we drew the Vulture card from the Wild Unknown Pocket Animal Spirit Deck by Kim Kranz. And the Vulture card, Guardian and Purifier, Essential for Rebalance. So to me, this card feels like the Kanmari method. An essential evaluation of your surroundings to remember what is bringing you joy and what isn't bringing you joy. A way to maintain a happy balance without the clutter of things that scatter your focus. So thinking about this card since the last episode and its message of rebalancing is another reason why we're going to take a few weeks break from the podcast I need a little time to rebalance and work on other things to make more ceramics, to indulge in my 10,000 other hobbies. So I think it's good to remember that balance is a practice. It's not an end goal. You won't reach it and then be done and perfectly balanced forever. It's something you work at and always have to reevaluate. So this is something that's really hard for me. It's a Virgo. Another big part of this card was thinking about the vulture as a composter, a recycler. A lot of times we get tricked into thinking that things are good or bad, that we need to get rid of something or get something. But we can also transform things. So it everything it's shades of gray, right? We can reframe things, reshape them. Composting is alchemy. Magic is alchemy. Gardening is alchemy. Uh, making ceramics is alchemy, and they all involve a careful balance to work. So these are just some of the sort of random things that this card has inspired me to be thinking about and reflecting on. And this is a scattered card reflection, I know, but all of it to say that this card has really helped me reflect and realize that if I were a compost bin, I'm full of scraps, and now I need time to mix it all up and turn it into compost. A hearty, wonderful, nutrient-dense, magical compost. So I hope the vulture has helped you to reflect and establish what you need to maintain balance in your own life. main topic time we are talking about Beltane in the northern hemisphere this occurs on May 1st and is the midway point between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. Beltane has Celtic origins and is thought to be related to the sun god Belenus. It's thought to have been a celebration of the height of spring and the start of summer. The themes of this time are abundance, fertility, and growth, just like what the land is doing outside. And just a note about fertility, because I know this can be like a challenging thing for some people, but you can always think of fertility as nurturing and productive energy. To be fertile is energy that supports your growth and supports your ability to create abundance in your life. Now, you may hear different pronunciations of Beltane, and I've learned that the pronunciation is Beltane in Scottish Gaelic and Beltina in Irish Gaelic. So both are right. Use whatever feels right to you. In the Wheel of the Year, Beltane is on the opposite side from Samhain, or Halloween. And most people are probably more familiar with this spooky darker holiday in autumn, but both of these celebrations are meant to be the peak time of the transition to either winter or to summer. The peak of autumn at Samhain and the peak of spring at Beltane. Spring and fall are both liminal transitional times. They mark a threshold or a crossroads and especially with Samhain and Halloween we always hear that we always hear the veil is thin right this veil between worlds and that's true for both of these festivals Samhain which is during the fall when the land is going to sleep and dying back has ties to the underworld and the spirits or ghosts that normally dwell there while Beltane is during the spring when the earth is awakening and coming back to life and it's tied more closely to fairies and the fairy realms and more of these sort of mythical magical other worlds. Fairies are closely associated with this time and in Scotland and Ireland it's thought that fairies can kidnap you unknowingly and take you into their realm where time moves differently than in the human realm. And there are many myths of people thinking that they've been gone in the fairy realms only for a few hours, but actually a hundred years have passed and they return to the human world and everything has changed and their families are gone. So it's important to stay vigilant around Beltane, so that you aren't kidnapped by fairies. And one way to protect yourself is to wear or carry with you a hagstone. A hagstone is a stone that has a hole that goes all the way through it. It's been created over hundreds or thousands of years by natural forces eroding it. So because fairies can be mischievous and perhaps even dangerous, it's a good thing on Beltane to leave out a treat or an offering for them. So maybe they'll take that instead of kidnapping you, right? So you can leave out a treat or offering to, you know, even just your local land spirits just to get on the the good side of the fairy realms. And this can also invite in their protection. So I think that a sweet wine or honey are always good offerings to start with, but you could leave out anything that you feel like they might like. The morning dew on Beltane is supposed to be very magical. And it was believed that if you washed your face with the dew collected on Beltane morning, that it would keep you young and beautiful forever. I think that might be a little bit of a stretch, but... I still love the idea of this, just washing off all the remains of winter with the fresh morning dew on that first day of summer. The Beltane Dew has a strong correspondence with renewal and abundance, so really great things to be welcoming in. A great way to celebrate Beltane is to collect the morning dew first thing in the morning when you wake up and wash your face with it. This can be Difficult to do, but one way to do it is to use a washcloth and try to absorb it off the plants. Or you can also collect spring flowers in the morning because they should have dew on their petals and on their leaves. And just make sure that they're skin safe or edible flowers. It's really difficult to collect enough water to actually wash your face with. So I recommend You can either put the flowers or the washcloth, whatever method you used, into a small bowl and pour hot water over them and let them steep for a little while. And the dew that's on them and their flower essence will sort of infuse that water. And then you can use that to wash your face with or pour it over yourself in the shower as a nice floral rinse to welcome in that renewal and abundance You could also use any edible spring flowers you collect to flavor lemonade or to infuse a gin or you could make a tincture with them or a tea you could also use them to make a simple syrup or to bake with violets and dandelions are really easy to identify and are both uh, really abundant most places and they're safe to do this with as are cherry blossoms or red buds if those are in your area but Beltane is a great opportunity to get to know the plants where you live, so you could look up some foraging guides or books from your local library to help you identify plants. Or if you aren't already following Alexis Nicole or Black Forager on Instagram or TikTok, definitely give her a follow. She has tons of great videos with lots of information about things you can forage and recipes of things to make with those things that you forage. Another great way of celebrating Beltane is listening to the birds in the morning, and actually the first Sunday in May, which is fairly close to Beltane, is the International Dawn Chorus Day. The Dawn Chorus is the bird song that occurs very early in the morning. It's often the most loud around springtime, so if you have the opportunity, go to a park or go outside, just open your window maybe, and Listen to all of the different birds that you can hear during this time. There are some bird songs that are so familiar and I've noticed that, you know, listening to their familiar sing song can be really calming. I mean, it can also be really annoying when it starts at 3 a.m. and I'm trying to sleep, but it's fun and calming to sit down and try to really listen to them. A lot of times we let this bird song be like a sort of background noise, but Beltane is a great time to really focus on it, let it be your morning soundtrack, and just appreciate how nice it is to hear birds in the morning, especially after a long winter. If for some reason you aren't able to hear birds where you are, the Dawn Chorus is broadcast on a lot of different wildlife sites. You can google it and you should be able to find live streams of it, or at least an audio from the previous year, so that you should be able to hear it. Beltane's correspondence with fertility means that there are strong ties with sexuality and sex magic, so this is definitely a time to work with those sensual energies. A traditional practice was for young people to go out into the woods to gather the may together, which was supposed to mean gathering branches of trees and flowers and such, but I don't think it was customary to spend the entire time just gathering branches right on the fertility festival with no supervision. Probably not. (laughs) Not likely. Um, In Scotland, it was also possible to have a sort of trial marriage on Beltane. They would have a hand fasting for any new couple, and they would commit to being together for a year and a day. And the next year on Beltane, if that couple no longer wanted to be together, they could part ways. And this year-in-a-day term is a very magical time frame. You find this in Welsh mythology and the Mabinogai. It's also in The Tale of the Green Knight. And I think it's in some of the other King Arthur myths. But it's, you find it scattered in many of the other fairy tales um, as well. Making a commitment for a year and a day to love or self-love, to a partnership, or just to anything that makes your life feel more fertile and abundant is a great way to celebrate Beltane. And if you want more information on sex magic, I would refer you to Gabriella Herstic. She has books and a coven and tons of resources, and you can find her on Instagram. She has a website, all of it. Uh, She's a great resource for that. Another traditional way to celebrate Beltane was with bonfires. A bonfire signaled the return of the sun and welcomed in the summer months. And Beltane is still celebrated today with bonfires in the British Isles. The smoke from the Beltane fire was thought to be purifying and sustaining. It was common for people to jump through the smoke of the fire, to bring their farming tools to pass through the smoke, and to run their livestock through the smoke as well. And this was done to cleanse and protect them from disease, to encourage abundant harvests, and just for good luck going into the summer months. There was a lot of pressure in the summer months to get a good harvest that would help your whole community survive through the winter. So there was a lot at stake during the summer months, and anything that you could do to sort of get the goodwill, the good luck on your side was something that you wanted to be doing. So Beltane, the start of the summer season, was a time to get all of your ducks in a row, even spiritually, so that you could ensure a good harvest for your community. So if you can't have a bonfire in your area, it's a great festival to do it for, Bonfires are also a really great opportunity to have friends or family over and have a part of your celebration, which is very much in the social spirit of Beltane. And our Ritual at Work segment this episode is going to be all about the Beltane fire. So if you can't have one, I highly recommend it. Another great way to celebrate Beltane is by decorating your home with flowers and greenery. And you can forage your decorations by going out to a park and you can gather the may then use it to decorate your altar make a wreath set them out in vases around your home just invite all of that fresh green growing energy inside and that will invite in the abundance and fertility and growth of beltane welcome to the rituals that work segment The ritual this week is one for the Beltane fire. Fire can be destructive and can banish something, or it can be life-giving and help us to release and manifest. We're going to use its life-giving and manifestation powers for this ritual. We will burn a petition to release its power and intention into the universe. An important part of this spell is the contract that you make with yourself and the intention that you put into the ritual. Beltane is a time of reawakening, reemerging, growth, drawing in abundance and fertility. And that is the energy that we'll be tapping into for this ritual. Ask yourself what specifically you want to awaken, to grow, to rebirth into the world. What do you want to power up? and commit to for a year and a day with the fertile fires of Beltane? What can you commit to growing to bring abundance into your life? You'll write this on your petition paper to burn. And I actually like to write this down in the morning in a journal or a grimoire and think about it during the day, letting it evolve and grow until it's very specific and focused. This way you can also keep track and check back in on what you wrote down through your year and a day. Then in the evening, when I light my Beltane bonfire, I will write it out on my petition paper and burn it to release that energy into the atmosphere. This spell is alchemy. It's turning those words written down on paper of the earth into fire, and then into smoke and air. So imagine the smoke of your burning petition surrounding you with support and growing and expanding around you. And remember to check in on what you wrote down throughout the year and a day and make sure you're taking steps in the real world to stay committed to your petition. And if it's not safe to have a bonfire in your area, you can always do this spell on your stove in a fire-safe container with a lid, and you can do it with a candle inside there to burn your paper, and you have the lid to snuff it out so that it doesn't get out of control. Last year for this ritual, we had family over, and I got everyone to participate. We had everyone around the fire share what they wanted to grow and commit to awakening or growing in themselves for Beltane. And it was fun to do in a group, and I think that sharing it with others helped me feel accountable and also supported to commit to it in the real world. So if you're comfortable doing this ritual with friends or family or your partner, I highly recommend it. Welcome to the episode draw segment of the podcast. I am using a traditional Rider-Waite-Smith deck today and I'm going to shuffle and draw a card. And you guys, cars are just like zooming past my house right now. So I'm sorry if you can hear that. They almost none of them have mufflers ever, which is just crazy. All right. We got four of cups reverse. Four of Cups reversed. So last week we got the vulture um, from Kim Cran's pocket animal spirit deck. And that was about sort of rebalancing. And so Four of Cups reversed is, it's needing alone time. It's needing to retreat time. It's time, finding time to rediscover what interests you and what inspires you. So this is, this is a really interesting card to get, Um, you know, talking about taking some time out and taking a little break, using that time to reflect and rebalance and rediscover what's lighting you up, what's giving you inspiration. Um, This could be signaling that we all need a little bit of rest to sort of recalibrate and get back out there. Um, we can't do anything good if we're so tired, you know? We might need just a little bit of time, a little bit of a break to reinvest ourselves in something that we're really excited about. So, in the next two weeks, I would say take some time to yourself to find what you want to recommit yourself to, right? Use this Beltane ritual to find what's going to inspire you, what's going to uplift you, what's going to bring you balance. Um, Take some time to find that for yourself. Have a great two weeks, and I will see you next time on the Becoming Witchy podcast. Thank you for listening do you have questions on your becoming witchy journey or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast send us an email at podcast at bramblebrimstone.com if you're interested in our newsletter head over to our show notes where you can find the bramble and brimstone instagram where you can sign up we would love for you to join our coven community if you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast please rate and review us it helps others find the podcast and we so appreciate your support The information provided in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant as a substitute for medical advice.